Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking calls and helping you navigate your sex and relationship questions. Topics include how to move past anxiety to enjoy sex again, enhancing your libido and rebuilding intimacy when there's a house full of kids, keeping it sexy during a threesome, and how to tell if you're really ready for marriage and not just being talked into it. All this and more. Thanks for listening. I've been traveling a ton, and it's been amazing to see gender neutrality reflected outside of Los Angeles. From clothing stores to public restrooms, people are rejecting the idea that things can only be his or hers. Well, I'm happy to report there's now a vibrator that has dropped those labels as well. Please meet the Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. Crescendo is a bendable vibe with flexible hinges. You can shape it however you want, and it has six motors that let you use it however you want. Men or women can use Crescendo alone or together. Trust me, there are so many fun ways to use this toy, I can't even get into them all here. You have to check it out. It's like you're getting a bunch of toys in one vibrator. I've been using mine for a while now, and I know I still haven't scratched the surface. Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. No labels, no limits. To order yours, visit mysteryvibe.com slash Emily. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to the podcast. I love when you subscribe to the podcast. It makes everyone's life so much easier. It's great when you review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen. And we've got some great podcasts lately. You guys have really been liking your two breast friends I did with Jamie, my assistant producer. That was a great show. We talk about your breasts, but we also talk about some... Um, on toys and some best sex tips. Also, The Mask of Masculinity with Lewis Howes, which is a great show to listen to about men's emotional and mental health and how you can help any men in your life. And also, Getting Touchy-Feely with Brooke Burke. These are awesome great podcasts that have come out in the last few months. We do two a week. I hope you enjoy the shows. And also, check out the website because we're always updating the site with posts and blogs and things that will help you have better sex and relationships. And as always, you can get more Sex with Emily on social. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. It's all at Sex with Emily. And we've been doing some Facebook Lives lately and some Instagram Lives during the show. So if you've ever wondered, like, what goes on there in Sex with Emily? I want to see this. You can check us out. And I love hearing from you on all those channels. You guys, today's show is one of my favorites. We are taking your calls and I love these shows because as you know, I love helping you answering your questions that you email me, but also when you do send me your questions, you can select that you'd like to be called. I really enjoy these call shows because I feel like I can help you with words through your emails, but also when we get to talk, you'll see, we just get to break down some of your challenges right away. We can go deeper and really have some real solutions. So I just, I just love these shows. So if you're feeling a little anxiety around it, when you send in your question, um, I think after listening to this, you'll realize that, wow, if I get to talk to Emily for a few minutes, my whole life could be changed. So thanks everybody for participating in these shows. And I always love hearing from you and I hope you enjoy the episode. So now we are on to your calls. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, that's amazing. We've made it really easy to ask me a question. So just pick an option that's best for you. You can text me, ask Emily, all one word to 797979. That's ask Emily, 
one word to 797979. And then you get a link back and you open that link and you ask your question. You can also submit a question from the Sex with Emily website via the Ask Emily tab. And that's another way to do it as well. (laughs) So do that. Also include the information that will help me Help me help you, your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, we have Jordan. He's 20 from Texas, and he thinks his anxiety is hindering his sex life. Hey, Jordan. Hey. Hey, thanks for calling Sex with Emily. I'm glad to be on the show. Jordan, tell me about what's going on with you. What's going on, per se, is that I've been in, um, I've been in a relationship with this person for two years, and... I have had this situation derailed due to anxiety that I've had in regards to like just sex and things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. And what would happen is she would tell me, yeah, Jordan, I feel like you're doing a really good job or like at least with things that would be like with oral or anything else of that matter. But when we come to like actually getting down to it, it would always like my anxiety would always like eat me up and then we wouldn't go anywhere. And so thusly like it would, pretty much in there where it would start. And so I was wondering as to like what my anxiety is, is this is really just something that I have a deaf perception of or is it something that, you know, is this a failure on my okay. part to maybe understand like what's yeah. going on? Yeah, Jordan, okay, so let me understand what happens. So you've, you've been with your partner for two years and yeah. you're saying for the entire two years you've been together, whenever you actually go to perform, like have intercourse, you get anxious yeah. and you... Um, what happens? Like you, you get soft, you ejaculate too quickly. Like how does that anxiety manifest? It's pretty much a mixture of both. Okay. Every time. Yes. Okay. And have you had sex before this? Uh, no. Okay, so this is your first time yes. and with your partner. Okay. And so was there any other sexual activity you had in your past? No. It's like this was pretty much like first go at it for the most part. Okay. It sounds to me like there might, and you, you're, there might be some kind of other trigger to actually having sex it was the first time you had sex it's been happening and then the anxiety leading up to it do you have anxiety in other parts of your life uh yes i do okay and have you been seeing a therapist i have not been seeing a therapist but usually i've been self-medicating for it usually just trying to work out and like working through it like making a point to journal and to make a point to write down like what my actual feelings are about it or to like work through right. like just what like my own personal issues are. Yeah, that's just great steps actually like writing down in the journal and kind of, um, you know, reflecting on what's happening. I think that's, you know, working out can be great. I would think you're 20 years old and you've been having it for a while and I think it would be really important to get some help and to talk to a therapist or someone who can kind of help you with the anxiety because anxiety isn't even emotion if you can believe it or not. Like anxiety is really kind of oftentimes just what we feel when we're not able to feel other emotions. And so there could be other things that it kind of helps you to deal with, like maybe some kind of fears or sadness or I don't even know what else is happening in your life. But I think that a lot of times you could be, maybe there are some stuff you can think about, but um, that have come up or childhood stuff. And when we don't deal with these things, we just feel anxiety like across the board. And so I feel like I love that you're trying to do it on your own, but with mental health, it's really challenging for the maintenance. Sounds like you'll be great if you go to see somebody for a while and they'll say, hey, I want you to journal every night. I want you to exercise and meditate. You'll do that. But I feel like you really should get some help with somebody. And um, do you have insurance? I do have insurance. Okay, well, that's great because I know a lot of young people are like, I don't have insurance and it's expensive. People throw up a million reasons why they can't. And I can just tell you that your mental health is the most important thing. Just like going to the doctor for a checkup, you have to get this checked out because I can't even break down. I'm not going to give you any advice about 
sex and how to do it here because I feel like it's been two years this has been going on. And um, I just think that you should uh, find someone who can kind of help you with this. And, and a, sex, a sex therapist would be great. But I also think if it's, again, been kind of in your life for a long time, just starting with a general you know, therapist would be very helpful right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know it will help you with everything. What I would tell you about finding a therapist is I would see two to three therapists until you find one that you really like, because it's kind of like dating, because this is someone that you're going to have a long relationship with. You don't go three times. I mean, it's really a commitment where you're going to do such amazing growth in your life and you're going to learn so many things that I would try to find someone that just really be totally honest with this person, tell them everything. You've nothing to lose. They're not judging you and to find someone who can work with you around your anxiety. Because I feel I want you to experience great sex and connection with your partner, and um, I think that's where it's going to start. Some right, therapy. You so okay, much. you're welcome, Jordan. Go do that. Right. You feel so much better. Right, Thanks for calling. Bye. Yeah, you guys, anxiety is a plague. I'm telling you, we are all suffering from so much anxiety now, even more so than ever. I think that doing you know meditation and writing and exercise, all that's really important. But a lot of times we're just trying to, like I said repress, suppress certain emotions and feelings and we learn just to feel anxiety. So like no matter what's happening, you could be happy, you feel anxious, you could be sad, you feel anxious. So once you'll get into a trained therapist who can kind of help you, you know, with wherever the anxiety is coming from and help you regulate it is a great thing to do. Okay, our next call, we have Laura. She's 28 from South Dakota and she wants more sex, but she's got three kids and a lot going on. Hi, Laura. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Tell me a little bit of what's going on here with you. Some more background. Uh, well, I've got three kids. I've been pregnant or breastfeeding, basically, for the last five years. Wow. Um, I'm still breastfeeding my four-month-old. But we've just kind of hit a little slow spot. And I just feel like even before I was pregnant, I didn't have much of a sex drive. Even before you were pregnant. Okay. And how long yep. have you been married or with your partner? Um, we've been together for 14 years. We're high school sweethearts, but we've been married for six. Okay. So you've been together for 14 years. Is he the only person you've been with? Yep. Okay. There's a lot. And you've never really been into sex? Um, we, in, um, probably at the beginning. When you were, first, four, yeah, when you were like 15, 16. Yeah. Teenagers. <laughs> right. And were you on the birth but control I'd say pill? probably, what was that? Oh, were you on the birth control pill? I was. I have not been for... Probably seven years now. Okay. Just curious about that. So since you've had kids, you haven't been on the pill. So your question is really, you're you're not feeling any desire and right. you're wondering just how do you, how do you get it back? How do you get that sex drive yeah. back? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you, I mean, that's a lot of kids. So three kids, pregnant, you're 28 years old. Do you have help? Um. Yeah. Okay, good. So you have like someone helping with the kids and yep. how is your relationship with your partner, your husband? I think it's really solid. Okay. We're very open with each other. And right. Everything, that's so. good. That's good. And so um, just know that like kids, pregnancy, like that's all going to take a serious toll on your sex drive. That's just going to happen. You're exhausted. I mean, I'm exhausted thinking about your life right now. <laughs> so just understand <laughs> that. Okay. Um, and so I feel like the more that you really take time to prioritize your sexual health, your 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 sexual health is so important. Um, your sexual, emotional health um is the most important thing. So I feel like couples don't often prioritize sex. We kind of think, oh, we're just going to, our sex life is going to be great like it once was, or it'll it'll work again when it's supposed to. But the truth is, the more that you get further and further away from that intimate connection with your partner, you know, the harder it can be to kind of get it back on track. And so there's a few things you could do here. I mean, like some, some specific things is that I feel like um, 
if you have time to do this, I feel like you can take time out to take a bath at night, to masturbate. I mean, self-care is really key, especially when you're depleted and you think you can't take any time for yourself. That's actually the key to getting back in touch with your body and more in touch with your partner. So do you ever do that? Like take an hour at night for a bath or even a half hour to do something no, for yourself? Probably no. not as much as I should. <laughs> right. I mean, and let me tell you something. Women are not wired this way. We are wired to be the caretakers to put everyone else in front of us. And then we come last if there's anything left. And then we get depleted, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, just depleted, which sounds like you probably are right now. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if you feel like you can't do that on your own, what about having the conversation with your husband about your sex life and connection? Like, is it how, what's the dynamic now? Is he just, does he try to have sex and you're exhausted or is he just kind of, tell me about, explain to me what's going on. Um, he used to, he probably hasn't as much now just because it was more frustrating for both of us than anything. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Frustrating because you weren't turned on. Right. You didn't yeah. want it. I'd right. probably more often just say no or not right now. And right. then we'd move on with the day. And then he doesn't want to be rejected. Yep. Right. So that's what happens. So what happens is when couples start to put sex on the back burner, which so many do for exactly the reasons you're talking about, you're so not alone here. What happens is once sex is on the back burner, it's hard to get it off because you're like, well, we'll get back to that once I'm not so tired or once the kids are in school or once they graduate, I mean, it's going to be forever. So (laughs) I feel like right now you have to let them know and say, babe, I I love you. And our sex life is really important. And I want to have sex with you again. I want to connect with you. And I'd like to talk to you about some options or some things we could do to kind of reconnect. And so I think mm-hmm. if to you can kind of look at this as something that would actually be enjoyable to you. So I'll give you a few things you could do together and some things you could do alone. I think it's great when you are rebuilding intimacy to kind of take sex off the table and just say, you know, let's just kind of start to touch again. Because a lot of intimacy is just touching, massage, giving, you know, he gives you a foot massage, you give him a bath, whatever kind of massage and touch you like, take a bath together and just start connecting again. Do you guys do a lot of touch, touch at all in your relationship? Um, not as much as we used to. Right. Right. So how do you think that would feel to just kind of start? Um, I would like it. Yeah. Okay. And I bet you he would too. I mean, I would think that mm-hmm. he would like that. And I think it's just kind yeah, of, and of course, if you have sex, that's okay too. That would be great. But I think that couples can think, God, it's going to be sex and I don't want to. It's big pressure. But if you just say, let's start to get to know each other again. Like, let's play with this. Like, let's um, start with massage and touching and maybe talking about some things that would really turn you both on that you'd like to try. Just talk about the state of your sex life. And I would say, let's just start having, you know, th- a date night, like 30 minutes a week or an hour a week. We do our date night, we take our time and we are going to focus on each other. And I'm telling you, date night, as simple as it seems, so many couples don't do it, but it's a, it is a huge um, relief for a lot of couples. They know they have that one night where they come together and they connect. So do you guys do that at all? Do you have one night? Um, we haven't since my youngest has been born, but okay. we hope to get back to that here soon. So you have help. And I would say that you have to get back to it because you go to dinner, yeah. it's, you get dressed up, you know that sex could happen. It's going to be your night. And even if you're exhausted, you can walk to a place around the corner, or, you know, go somewhere really close. It's not about what you do. It's about connecting and being intimate and looking into each other's eyes, not talking about the kids and just feeling like it's just that same thing that you felt when you met them, right? You got to bring that back. You're not setting up. There's no situation in your life right now that would at all look like eroticism and hot sex like nothing in your life is driving you guys towards having hot passionate sex because you don't have the time you don't have the libido for it you don't you know what I mean you're not even connecting so I feel like starting with a date night and then talk to them about sex and connecting and and touching again would be a great way to start 
Sounds good. And then on your own, if you masturbation, I'm telling you, the more that you masturbate, the more you put it top of mind, um, the more you're going to want to masturbate, the more you're going to want to have sex. Like you have to wake up that whole part of yourself because you just get birth to three babies. I'm sure you're very disconnected. You might be experiencing some pain, mm-hmm. doing your Kegel exercises. Um, I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp. You can download it. Like it reminds you to do them. There's like Kegel balls. Um, the Bloom by WeVibe is an amazing, like it's a vibrator and it's a toy and you wear it and it measures the strength of your exercises. But the amazing thing about Kegels is that it's not just for strong pelvic floor, which is really important. It just kind of like you're putting attention on your vagina, on your pelvic region for five minutes a day. And just that attention will start to wake it up again. So these are a few things you can do, I think, that will really um, start to wake you up and connect you with your partner. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. Let me know how it goes. Also, we have a few blogs on the website I thought would be helpful. One's called Three Myths About Low Libido, and there's Mind, Body, and Low Libido, Tricks to Take Control of Your Sex Drive. That might be really helpful for you. Awesome. I'll check them out. Okay, thanks for calling, Laura. You got this. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations on the babies. Now we need to work on your sex life. Bye. Yeah, you guys, this is the modern dilemma. What do we do when we don't want sex? When we're really busy, we have lots of kids, lots of jobs, whatever's going on, it's the last thing on our mind. And I'm telling you, like everything else in your life, you prioritize, you know, your health, your spirituality, your religion, your family, you have to prioritize your sex life, put it back on the table. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you, everybody, for supporting them, help keeping the show free. And um, I know you all have been loving all the products. So I love hearing from you. I love when you send me like snaps and pictures of you guys when you're like, look, I got my Joe Lube. Look at the WeVibe toys I got. That's super fun. So thanks for doing that and for supporting them. And we'll be right back. Can you guess what search term is always at the top of the list on sexwithemily.com? It's the womanizer, the toy that has everyone talking from my staff to my guests to hundreds of you who have emailed me. The response is overwhelming. The womanizer is incredible. I nicknamed it the clit whisperer because it seems to know exactly what feels best. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective. Some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. We weren't sure how you could improve upon the Womanizer, and now they have a new one. It looks like a lipstick. The new Womanizer to go has the same great technology in a body that looks like an oversized lipstick tube. It's so incognito. It makes a great gift. It's a great conversation piece and still gives you amazing orgasms. It's so cute. We've all fallen in love with it. You can just throw it in your purse. It's amazing. To order your Womanizer to go, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash emily. I want to share an email I got from a listener. Dear Emily, thank you for introducing me to the intensity. After having my baby, I gave it a try to help with a few issues I was experiencing down there. Although I've only been using it for a few months now, there's a wow factor improvement. It fixed the accidental peeing thing, but I swear my sex drive has never been higher. My husband thinks I'm a different person. Thank you and please thank the people at Intensity for me. Renee, 37, Ohio. I hear this all the time because the intensity just works. It uses gentle electrostimulation to deliver an extremely effective Kegel workout. Because it's also a vibrator, this product brings you to orgasm while you're using it. And it increases the strength, frequency, and you guessed it, intensity of all your orgasms after regular use. Like Renee, I've been using mine for over a year now, and the results have been life-changing. To experience it for yourself, click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pourmoi.com slash emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. Okay, our next call is John. He's 36 from Idaho, and he's not sure that he's ready for traditional marriage and perhaps considering an open relationship. Hi, John. 
Thanks for hey, calling. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. I'm so glad you called. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Tell yeah, me, yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. I want to I want to work this through with you. So tell me what's going on. So, um, my girlfriend recently proposed to me, which is awesome. No, not not a problem. She is eight years younger than me. I've been married once before. First time just didn't pan out, not for my fault or her fault. But uh, the question came up uh, about prenuptial agreements. Um, I am eight years older than her. I have a good job. I have a pension. Mm-hmm. Um, I have quite a bit of money in the bank, whereas she has you know, approximately $30,000 in student debt. Mm. And I kind of want an open relationship, and we've talked about it, but she's not ready to do that or have an open marriage. Um, the idea of maybe bringing, I guess, a unicorn into the marriage, mm-hmm. maybe years down the road, might be a possibility. Right. Um, okay. But I feel like I might be setting myself up for failure and um, be hurting financially down the road. Right, right. Well, it's, I feel like that's, okay, so the prenup thing, that's one thing we can get to, but I want to know, how long have you guys been together? Uh, three years. Three years. And could you picture spending your, your the rest of your life with her? Like, Forget everything else about sex and other oh, people. Yeah. Like, she's the one. No, we have, yeah, we have awesome sex. But at the same time, you know, I've been married once before. And I've also been in some long-term relationships. And, you know, you know the, the sex part, like, is great. But, um, you know, sometimes you do kind of want another person. And Absolutely, I man. I feel that right. way already. But... No, it's but three years. With other relationships, too. Yeah, no, that's being and human. Maybe I'm a little bit older than... Okay. No, really. I think a lot of men and women um, feel that way in relationships. It's very, very common. They do. But some people just kind of like decide not to, you know, they don't act on it. They're like, I'm going to commit to this person and I'm not going to. But I really don't think it's completely natural. And I think it's a challenge for everybody what people don't often talk about. So I think it's great. So don't feel bad, John, that you want to be with other women yeah. or think about it even. So that is like, I, it's, it's actually more common than not. And um, so you're fine. So don't feel guilty that you didn't do anything wrong at all. So you're good there. Mm-hmm. She's not willing to have the open relationship, I right? Guess, okay. In the future and the idea of maybe bringing a third person into yeah, she's not open to marriage, it because you know, on yeah. might be a compromise, but I'm not sure I can. You know, I get it. No, it's a big. Look. So many people yeah. don't understand that. Yeah, she she might not want that. She might know what that looks like. But here's my question for you: in between between your last long term relationship and this long term relationship, um, do you have any time off without dating? Uh, no, I ended up moving to Idaho from somewhere else that, you know, was a college town. And essentially I moved into a very small community of a few hundred people. Um, mm-hmm. and so the, yeah, I guess the dating pool here really wasn't very much. Um, right. So you were, t- right. Okay. So you were married for how long before? What age to what age? Uh, I was married from 27 to 29. We dated for a few years before that. Mm-hmm. And then I jumped into another long-term relationship. Um, and then now into this long-term right. relationship. So you've so, never just been like single yeah. John, dating, kind of like getting, like dating, sleeping with whoever, just having fun, no. taking time alone. Never. Do you have kids? No. And you, uh, you don't have kids, right? No, I don't. Okay. No, just for babies. Right. <laughs> Oh, animals, yeah. right. Furbies, yes. No, I hear you. Those are, yes, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I got it. So I don't know, John, there's a lot of things I'm thinking about. There's a few things that I feel that 
maybe you just need time without a woman in your life to figure out who is John. Like, what do you really want? Like, I get that you live in a small town and that is a consideration that there's a very small dating pool. But I feel like when we don't ever have time alone in our adult life, we're going from one to the next to next, we don't really even have time to think about like, who am I without a partner? What do I really want to do? What am I attracted to? You know, maybe I want to have sex with, have a threesome or have sex with someone one night and then the next night somebody else and just kind of do my own thing. I think that's part of growing up and understanding like who we are and I don't feel like you've done that work yet and I think that's really important because maybe you're just like it's okay to just be not ready yet for marriage because you didn't you haven't had it seems like you've been with someone since you were 27 but maybe even before that you seem like a really good guy so you've always been in a relationship probably since you were like in high school right yeah you're like I guess you seem like an awesome guy like she wants she's proposing to you she wants to nail you down you sound like really attractive you've got like a a big bank account you know I'm not going to ask you about other things that are big no but I'm saying that'd be inappropriate (laughs) But, but I want uh, you to like, you just seem like the sweet, you have a really big heart. You're really caretaking. You're nurturing. That's why all these women just love you. And I'm wondering if you're getting your needs, if you know what your needs are, A, and B, if you're getting them met. And I don't even uh, mean sexually. I mean across the board, like your right. emotional needs, your physical needs, your your time alone needs, like your, I don't know. I'm just wondering <laughs> if you even know what that is yet. You know, I, I, I would feel totally solid marrying her as like my one primary person. Mm-hmm. But sexually, like... So you want to... Okay. My loins are on fire. I want to have sex with other people. And When you're what? What'd you say when you're what? I don't think that's ever... I said my loins are on fire. Oh, your loins are on fire. I get it, dude. I get it. Like right now on fire they are. So I feel like she's the one you want to be with and she's got to understand that this is something um, that you're into. And that... Here's the thing. She might just be saying no. Okay, let me tell you. A lot of women, you're in Idaho. I'm, I'm not going to kid around. You're in LA. They'd be like, oh, really? Another guy wants an open relationship? It would be very different. But you're in, I'm from Michigan. Right. I get it. They're like, what? That works. But I think it's more common than not. And But I think she also might not totally even understand what that looks like. She's thinking, this here, one here, she's thinking, oh my God, I'm not enough for him. He doesn't think I'm hot. He wants, he wants to have sex with other women. He probably yeah. thinks all my friends are attractive. He wants to sleep with that girl at work I saw him talking to that time. I mean, that's what she's thinking, right? She's not understanding uh, that actually bringing another woman into the into you know having a threesome could mean that she'll be getting some kind of, if she's into women, she might not even know yet, but that she could be getting some kind of sexual pleasure that she's never experienced. So I feel like if this is your girl, this is your woman, that you guys need to do your own sexual inventory together. Like you kind of got to have one of these like, take this off the table right now, the threesome or the unicorn and just be like, babe, what really like turns you on? Like, let's go to a sex toy store and go shopping. Let's go online to Emily's website even and like look at some things she has or let's each write down three fantasies that we have and kind of exchange it and like your, your, um, and exchange papers and see like, let's try to do these three things before the end of the year. So like you can start to have a dialogue about, and that might feel like you're actually having sex with a different person if you're having different experiences, because the reason why your loins are on fire right now is you're kind of craving different experiences and women, I'm sure. Right. But if you're, if she started like, yeah. I don't know what your fantasy is, but if she started doing like strip tease for you or started, I don't. Sex. Like that's not the problem. Like, right. I'm not sure what else we could do. We need to shop your store. What? Listen to your podcast on road trips. You do uh, it all we, you do? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're doing it all. So you really, okay, yeah. you're, you're up on yeah, it. a little quiver. <laughs> so you literally want a third person. You want to have sex with someone else. Now, do you want to have sex without her yeah. in the room or you want her to be there? Preferably, I don't want her to be there. Honestly, okay. it's sort of like I heard somebody equate it to you know you might have like your favorite cheeseburger. Like 
but are you going to eat that same cheeseburger throughout the rest of your life? Right. No. Like, it's, and it's going to be as good. Probably not. Right. So, I gotcha. No, I'm telling you a lot of people feel this way. So I feel like she's, you're right. I get it. Having sex with one person for the rest of your life can be um, challenging for sure. And you don't want to cheat. You don't, you're not that guy. So obviously you got to talk to her about it. I don't know how you're going to get her to sign up for this. Like, I really feel like unless yeah. and she's younger than you and she loves you and she's like feeling like she, you guys are gonna be together forever and a baby's and the thought of you going off and being with someone else is just killing her. You know, she can't wrap her head around it, even though it is. I don't think she's probably mature enough emotionally or even, you know, to understand like how that's even possible. You know what I'm saying? And But also on the flip side of it is like she probably does love you and want to please you. So if there's a way that she can understand this, I feel like maybe seeing a good sex therapist would be so helpful for you guys because sounds to me like John you I like you because you're like no I know what I want she's my woman we want to be together I just need to understand that I'm gonna have sex with other people and I have to tell you that I had a, a guy friend once he was very similar to you he's about your age and he said to me and he's very powerful like one of the most successful men I know and he said I really want to marry her been together but like I just want a hall pass like I want to know that if I can go right. out and just know that I can have sex, like that'll kind of take some of that. I can marry her, but just to know that I can would give me this huge, I'm like, well, tell her. I, I, mean, I think I said to her, maybe you need to help. I don't remember what happened. And I, I mean, I don't remember how the conversation went down. I said, talk to her about it. And she said, okay, that's fine. Babe. I, I just don't want to know. Don't make it one of our friends. And, and they got married and they're still together and they're oh. happy. So what I'm saying is you get to decide what works here for you. That's a great thing right now. Like there's not one way to be married, especially now. I think people are really kind of defining their own relationship rules because you get to do that. So till death do his part and having sex with one person isn't necessarily work for everybody. For most people, it doesn't. So I feel like you could ask for a hall pass. I know some therapists that you could probably talk to on the phone. You guys could do like a Skype call that might be oh. more equipped than somebody who's maybe in Idaho, not to judge Idaho. I'm just not yeah. sure that like... Uh, no, you'd be probably dead straight. Yeah, they don't they don't get it there. But I feel like, yeah. I yeah. So let me send you some, we'll email you some names of some counselors you can talk to because I think you're going to need some help with this one because cool. you love her. Okay, John, how's that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know Joe Montana gets a hall pass. We've discussed that. Yeah? Like, this isn't really an uncommon thing. It isn't. But, you know, we're all raised with these regular norms. No, right. Well, I'm proud of you for bringing, I'm glad I, you brought it up. It. So, Yeah. He gets a hall pass. You might get one too. So I think you got to figure this out and be honest. And I love that you're doing that. Therapy will be great for you guys and all all around. Okay. Let me know what happens, John. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks Thanks a lot. Bye. Um, You guys, that's really interesting. I feel like a lot of guys go into marriage thinking, um, and women, they're like, okay, yeah, I know that I'm going to want to sleep with someone else one day and I'll probably just cheat. Or if it happens, I don't need to tell my partner. But I think that John's handling it correctly right now that he's facing it before he walks down the aisle. He's being honest with his partner that like, hey, I might want to have sex with someone else. Um, Let's talk about it. Because, you know, it's more common than not. I think that we all kind of are going to want some action on the side. Many people. So I love that he's talking about it. Okay, we have Michael. He's 43 from Tampa, and he's never had previous performance issues, but he's having them now. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Tell me about how you're doing. Tell me tell me what's going on, some background. So the background is that um, my girlfriend and I agreed to include other people in our relation in the bedroom, and I obviously decided to go first and include the man. And when we were all together, I couldn't perform. With I, the man. You know, three or four times I got correct and then couldn't do anything. Okay. It would just go away. That That's okay. Because there was another man in the room with your girlfriend, the three of you. Threesome. Got it. Yes. Okay. 
Was he, um, was, was so, you, were you both, were you touching each other at all? Were you guys connecting or was it more about pleasuring your wife? No, it was, it was all about my girlfriend. Your girlfriend. It, was, it wasn't about me and him. Yeah. Okay. It's about your girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, wait, so we explain were, to me we about your, you I think for everybody it'd be helpful to explain that you're married, but you have a girlfriend. So can you explain to me your background here, your, your scenario? So we all know what's going on. Okay. So I'm married and I have a girlfriend. Um, my wife knows um, about it and we have been seeing each other for almost a year and she wanted me to have another female. So I thought it would be fair to have another male. And I decided to, I'm sorry, wait, your girlfriend wants you to have another female as well. Yeah. Got it. So, okay. Your girlfriend wants you to have like a threesome with her with another female and you're like, and a male and you're like, okay, let's try the male threesome first. Got it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm with you. And then obviously, so obviously I had the performance issue. Um, I finally did one time, get it to work but um so my biggest concern is is that is that normal first of all secondly is that something i can expect if there's another female in the room? i mean it's a little weird for me because i've never had a problem before at all well i feel like it's probably having another i would think it'd be a male in the room but i i don't really know what it is like because i wasn't there but was there any do you remember your emotions do you remember were you excited going into it were you turned on were you nervous did something um, happen? Very excited. No, I mean, I was excited. Um, you know, we were enjoying her and, you know, I, you know, enjoyed what was going on watching and, you know, participating to the point that I could. Um, just when it came time for me to do work, it didn't work. Okay. And this has never happened before. And you're 43 years old. Has anything else um, changed in your life? Are you on any medication? Were you drinking drugs? Nothing. Nothing. You're sober. You're healthy. Sober, healthy. Mm-hmm. No issues. Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, first of all, you know, after the age of 40, men do have some penis challenges that weren't, that didn't exist before, but this might just be the case of that it was a new scenario and that you, you know, that you didn't, and also having another penis in the room, even though you weren't like threatened by it, that could also like, oh my God, this is not hot. Like literally like you lost your erection because it just... I think that for a guy who's like never, I don't think you've probably been in a room with another erect penis, have you? Um, <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Not that I can remember. Well, okay. I mean, so, I mean, right. Well, okay. I've been, so for I've been in plenty of rooms with penises. Just I understand, not, like at the gym, but I, I don't. I mean, like in a sexual situation with your girlfriend, another man, like maybe you just lost it because you weren't really aroused. Still, like it just kind of turned you off in some way. You know, it would maybe it felt like a threat, not on a conscious level. Like a like a preconscious okay, level, subconscious. Yeah, that could be it. So I, that makes sense. yeah, absolutely. And so, what could happen? The best thing to do when this happens, and if it happens next time, like when you're with the woman, is just to like not trip on it. Thinking about anxiety begets more anxiety. So if you can be like, oh, look at that, I went limp, and you, I would talk to your girlfriend beforehand and say, babe, this if this happens, I just need you to like start. I don't know what it is. Like, what's something that she does that turns you on more than anything? It could be talking dirty. It could be a blowjob. It could be. Tell me what she does that turns you on more um, than anything. I mean, blowjobs work. I mean, that's what got me erect the three times, or I guess finally the fourth time, you know. But it was just like every time I was ready to do my part, it, the erection would just go away. Right, so, I mean, so, right. she was doing good getting it erect. It was just me on the performance end. Right, right. So she would. So three times she went down on you and it got hard again, and then it went like limp right away. Yeah, as soon as as soon as I would go to enter her, it just like went limp. Like right. And where was he? Where was the guy? Um, she was, you know, either you know giving him a blowjob or he was 
sucking on a breast or right. something like that. I mean, to me, this is classic. Like, there's another man. Like, literally, it's biology. Like, there's another man there with your woman. His penis is erect. You're there. He's pleasing her. You're not, which would make me anxious. You know what I'm saying? Like, the first, like, I get it. So, it sounds like there was a lot going on there. I'm like, it's okay that this is the one time you had performance issues. I really wouldn't create a big thing about it. And if you could even just kind of, if you guys are having another threesome with a woman you said coming up. I love your schedule. Yeah. It sounds really fun. They have like another threesome this weekend, but this time with a woman. I would just like, if anytime your brain's going to, oh shit, I hope I can perform, just think about, wow, it's going to be so hot with two women. I can't wait to please them. I can't wait for them to please me. And just like literally cover this with all really great feelings and happiness and joy rather than focusing on, is this going to happen? And also if in the moment, if it happens, no big deal. Like same thing, like your girlfriend can, maybe they'll both give you a blowjob this time. You'll be like, you know what? I need both of you on me, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it makes perfect okay. sense why it happened last time. And I think you're going to rock it this next one. Okay. I have such faith it. in you. Okay, cool, Michael. You got this. I love your life. Yeah, thanks. Okay, bye. Have a great day. <laughs> thanks, Michael. Bye. <laughs> bye. It's interesting with performance issues around men that it's so true that, that eh, with anything, the more we think about First, but the more we think about things during sex, um, about anxieties or worries, women do this too. Am I going to come? Am I going to have an orgasm? Will it happen? We're not going to. So if you find that you're thinking more during sex than you're feeling, you're probably preventing and you know something great from happening. And this is when a lot of the performance issues happen. This is why I don't want him to spend a lot of time thinking about it and worrying about it. Because a lot of times it can just be a one-off situation where you didn't get hard, you came too quickly, you didn't have an orgasm. Happens all the time. But I think that the more fuel we give to it, the more likely it's going to repeat. So that's why I just want him to focus on all the good stuff and not trip up on it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this show. That was fun, right? I like the caller shows. So remember, when you're sending in your questions, you can just check the box and we will set up a time to call you for one of these shows. It's always a good time, right? Oh, I feel so good talking to you. Okay, so thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our intern, Shannon, and Jenny, producer, Lark, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, guys, stop what you're doing and pay attention. I'm about to tell you how to get the ultimate blowjob experience. No, it doesn't involve Tinder or some questionable hookup. I'm talking about the latest innovation from our friends at Fleshlight, the all-new Turbo. The Fleshlight Turbo is specifically designed to closely mimic the feel of oral sex, and it does it like no other product on the market. The Turbo's secret weapons are its three distinct sensation points. Okay, get this. One at the opening that simulates lips, one a little deeper to create the pressure of a tongue, and then there's this change in the opening where it feels like a throat. I know, stop the presses, this actually exists. You just drop on some lube. You know, I always recommend Joe's water-based lube for use with toys. And then you settle in for that ultimate blowjob experience. The turbo even features holes around the opening where you or your partner can use fingers to vary the pressure. The combination of the turbo's three sensory spots, the ability to vary the pressure, and Fleshlight's ultra-realistic silicone will blow your mind. Guys, do yourself a favor and check this thing out. Click on the turbo banner on my site or visit fleshlight.com to order yours today.